0: Please try again. Welcome to Talking with Tiger, the Washita Sports Digital Network podcast.
1: Welcome to episode 9 of Talking with Tigers, the Washita Sports Digital Network podcast. We normally try to space these out in a couple of weeks, but today as we record this on Friday, July 24th, as we'll get to in our interview, the Great American Conference has made a decision on the delaying of the start of the 2020-2021 athletic calendar. And we were able to visit with Washita Athletic Director David Sharp for about 15, 20 minutes as he explained what that means for Washita Athletics. This is the decision as of now, as is, has been everything since uh, March when COVID-19 pandemic really uh, caused changes all over the world. Uh, This is fluid, but as of now, these are the decisions that the President's Council of the GAC has made. And so we thank Coach Sharp for taking his time out on this Friday afternoon to kind of give us an idea of what the mean, what this means and what this decision means for Washita Athletics. Welcome to this episode of uh, Talking with Tiger, Chris Babb, joined by Washington Athletic Director David Sharp. And uh, Coach Sharp, thanks for coming in. I know that uh, um, a lot of information, you've been on our podcast a couple of times, uh, one at the uh, beginning of the summer and then a few weeks ago with Matthew Branch. And I think you in one of those you said, I'll be glad to come back on when we had more. (laughs) And and, uh, uh, today, Friday, July 24th, the, the Great American Conference, as we record this, uh, just today the great american conference announced that uh, the conference plans to participate in fall 2020 athletics but the start date has been delayed to september 28th so kind of give us a little bit of idea on the, the the big picture of that and then we can go into some other things as well sure chris thanks for having me on again and uh you know it's been it's been
0: an interesting thing and uh, uh it's been a working action it's going to continue to be a work in action but um yeah our 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 athletic administrators voted earlier this week unanimously uh, to, to do what the president's approved today in the announcement that came out that we will participate in fall sports 2020 and that we will, um, we will delay the start of practice and we will also delay the start of the season. The practice will begin August 31st uh, with, with contests beginning Monday the 28th of September. And uh, then we'll we'll go from there. There's a lot of work for us to do as athletic administrators to figure out schedules, uh, and also not only the fall sports but the spring sports and when to start practices, when to start uh, their um, twenty hour weeks and eight hour weeks and so forth. So, but I think the biggest thing today is that our presidents and our athletic administrators have 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 demonstrated, and we want everybody to know we're gonna we're gonna pursue the best every every option we can for our student athletes and coaches have that opportunity to coach and
1: compete against other teams this fall there are a lot of a lot of things to take a look at when you look at whether it's safety any of those things but um this is a little bit different than what the GAC came and uh, w- when they adjusted their schedules to the NCAA mandated uh, uh, maximum amount of competitions. Yeah. So what does this do to the schedule that was released last month? It mm-hmm. says in the release that um, believe they'll take the uh, current grid starting at that date and try to make the other ones fit. So kind of explain how that how that works as of right now because as this whole thing has been since March, it's all yeah. fluid.
0: Well I think I think one thing that that's a that's an unknown at this point is what Division two Championships committee that's meeting as we speak is going to decide today on on when the championships will be and uh, you know fall championships, spring championships winter championships all of that uh, that can play a factor in there but uh, it's right we're going to take the grid as it we didn't want to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. but at the same time we might have to when all is said and done. <clears throat> but we thought that it would keep seven games intact that we already had scheduled there's a little there's a few nuances in there you know with some things and of course everybody could look at that differently and say well why are we not playing this team when we're going to travel all the way to this team and we're not playing every in-state team but but honestly at this point mm-hmm. we we've got a schedule and 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 you know there may be some things we look at the next few weeks and um, there's a lot of things and that's all sports fall mm-hmm. sports soccer cross country um volleyball And of course, football and just trying to decide exactly, you know, how we're going to go about that. And uh, then, of course, take all of the protocol and the recommendations that we have from the Sports Science Institute at the NCAA and their recommendations and and some of the rationale and policies that they have and try to fit all of that in. So there's a lot of work to do, but I think this is a major accomplishment today for us to say, hey, we're we're going to play we're going to play athletics. We're going to play competition. We're going to we're going to compete against other GAC schools this fall
1: and uh we're we're going to do that until just, there's no there's no other way we can. So that basically, taking the grit, the schedules as it is now keeps you from having to go back and just start all over. Yeah, yeah. it
0: does, and and of course, the, the one of the positives about our league is we're we're playing all conference games. Foot, like football is all conference game. Uh, men's soccer is all conference games um women's soccer would have some non-conference but with the reduction that we had as you previously mentioned uh, of reducing some games and all across the division two board uh it's mostly conference games volleyball is probably mostly conference games and so uh that that's one positive but at the same time i think what we were thinking is we don't want to just throw it all to the side and then start over however we could i'm not going to say we won't but the, our intent when we met earlier this week was let's just leave that intact and um uh,
1: see where we can go from there i know you serving on the the um <clears throat> the hmat team or the you know the, the mm-hmm. on our our Wachita's campus each right. campus is going to have one of those so uh those talks have been safety and uh and and health and safety of, of students Obviously, in your area with with athletics, that involves athletic training, that involves your team doctors, and so there are a lot of n- things that uh, you're going to have to work out on on those ends of taking social distancing into into consideration. A lot to work on over the next few weeks.
0: Well, there's no question about that, Chris. And and what what one positive there is, we we've already been this HMat team's been meeting since late April, and uh, we um, we've also talked about all of the safety that's going to have to go into. With our student athletes, as a matter of fact, we're already practicing some of that with student athletes on campus, and uh, so we're able to practice some of those uh, safe measures to to keep everybody healthy and 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 use all of the precautions that we can. Uh, but yeah, we have to continue the uh, you know the the discussion, and our coaches, you know, they all have to have a plan for how they're going to dress in their dressing rooms. You, you you can't you know the old days of a fifteen-person a dressing room for for men's or women's basketball you don't you don't run all 15 of them in there now you're gonna have to have a plan i was going over this yesterday with our coaches in a zoom call you know weight and strength and conditioning and 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 those things in a weight room you can't just pile them in there and you're gonna have to have a plan and now when you're outside conditioning you can spread out a little bit and you get a lot of things done and uh but they're gonna have to do that and of course when they meet you know they can't you know they can't put 30 people in a in a classroom for 30 and, and expect that they can do that. So there's a lot of things that we've discussed, we have plans for, which we're, we're ahead of that game. So it just it, it kind of, what it does is it, it helps kind of coincide with what we're all, we're, we've already done with what we've made the, the decision today. And as we move forward,
1: we, we should be in a lot better hands. You mentioned some of the students on campus. What does this do to, you know, traditionally the fall sports report? Couple of weeks before school starts. So, what does that do to well, some you know, of those that are those fall sports? Uh, and in, I guess, with regard to their what they did have planned as their reporting times.
0: Yeah, you know, n- you know, in a normal situation, um, you're going to have your fall sports. You know, cross country, volleyball, men's and women's soccer, and football. They're, they're going to report before classes start and they're going to start their conditioning and their, their training and their practices and their meetings. And of course you have a couple of days before that of athletic physicals and um, your, your NCAA compliance paperwork and all of the different things that we have to do from an institution standpoint before you can ever step foot on a field. Plus your title nine issues and the, the questionnaires that we do for all students and coaches and the faculty and staff and everybody. So, so we'll still have to do that. But now with this, with this starting today or being decided today, now we won't start practice for two weeks mm-hmm. after the students get here. So what this is going to allow is going to get all of our student athletes to be like normal students mm-hmm. on the check-in. You know, they're going to come and they're going to check in like normal students. Uh, you know, well, I shouldn't no, say nothing. Nothing's normal not this athlete, year. Yeah. Non, yeah. Non-athlete yeah. students. Yeah, yeah. they're going to they're going to sign in. And, and, and positive, One of the positives here is are a lot of our freshmen that are on those fall sport teams missed out on a lot of the wow activities and so this is going to allow for them to participate in some of those wow activities and uh, you know so and and it's gonna it's gonna create some i think some positive vibes there on the campus and get people there so it's definitely going to be different No, the 50 years that i know that that i've been you know 45 for sure but i don't i don't think i ever remember uh all of your practices starting after school starts usually you have some some fall practices that start before school starts. I, I remember, I, you know, I had two weeks of two days when I played <laughs> and two weeks of practice when I coached. And, you know, we were going to only have one this year. And, you know, but uh, it, it'll be different. But I think it'll be a positive difference.
1: The uh, we, we talked about what the GAC has uh, decided, the, the athletic administrators and president's council. Uh, when you when you started thinking about this in, in May, June, July, you know, whatever – there had to be a ton of options out there. So what do we do? You know, um, you hear people say, well, are they going to talk about flipping this sport and that sport and mixing and matching? Uh, what was the, the rationale in coming to this decision that you did now?
0: Well, you know, Chris, if you if you go back to the onset of, of uh, COVID-19 pandemic, you know, from the onset, the, there's been pure speculation, and I'll call speculation, and I'll never comment on speculation but there was a speculation of, well, there won't any of this won't happen. We're going to have to play everything in the spring. You know, you're going to have to, you know, there's been the the talk of, um, the discussions of moving your non-contact sports to the, the fall, moving your contact sports to the spring. There's been a lot of this, but, but really those are decisions that really didn't need to be made. I, in my opinion, in March and April, or even may or even July, to be honest with you now, is it okay to discuss that maybe with some of your colleagues and maybe with internally, but, but not maybe externally. Uh, I, I, I agree with that. And, and I, and I won't, uh, say that I haven't had some thoughts of what if we can't, what if, what if we do have to wait? Sure. You think about that. But my, my focus has been on, uh, trying to find a way to see what we can do this fall And, uh, you know, and I, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, three weeks ago when, when the Ivy league broke the news that, that they were going to cancel all fall sports. And I, I, you know, I didn't, I knew that it had a chance of steamrolling and, um, you had a few division two leagues that made that decision pretty quickly also. And as you know, there's been some division one leagues that have made that decision. I, I just feel like I owe it to our student athletes and our coaches to exhaust every option that we have to play in the fall now it, it, will it come to the fact that we may have to split the season or we may have to you know not play at all move everything sure but i think i think if we get to that decision in in late august or september sometime we've we've got the rest of september october and november to decide to to figure that out i, I don't need to figure that out in july and so i'm i'm focusing more of my energy on on what's at hand the fall uh, getting our student athletes here, uh, getting them re-socialized and getting them uh, trying to to maintain uh, some sort of a health standard for them because we don't we don't our our we want the health and safety right. for our student athletes and coaches that that that's the utmost here, and if and if the indications are that we can't, find and then, of course I'm going to lean on Doctor Cluck and mm-hmm. the CDC and. Arkansas Department of Health, which is all the guidelines that we're following for all of our meetings, all, everything that we're doing is following their guidelines. So that, that's our plan.
1: One of the things I've heard you uh, be asked on, you know, whether it's a radio show in Little Rock, they, and you hear a lot of people talk about, well, the only reason college athletics would play right now is for the money. You know, you were asked about that mm-hmm. with TV contracts mm-hmm. that drive a lot of the revenue mm-hmm. in Division I. It's just not like that in Division Two. Yeah. Uh, Division, The model of Division Two is for the student-athlete, and I would guess that this decision falls along in lines with that. It's whatever's best for the student-athlete, and you don't have to worry about, well, you, you never yeah. say you don't worry about finances, right. but you're not worried about the getting revenue from a multi-million dollar TV contract or NCAA tournament contract.
0: Well, that revenue, that revenue that we generate from ticket sales and and sponsorships, etc., all of those things is not is not going to kill a program, okay? Because because we're we're a tuition driven institution, we're student driven institution, which which a lot of Division two schools are, and so. Um, but yeah, I mean, we you know we we don't have some of those, some of those upper schools, mm-hmm. the Division ones. I mean, they've got the television contract. They've got their tickets. Um, you know, I've, I've got a good friend at a at a Pac-12 school. He's a he's a coach at a Pac-12 school, and, and they stand to lose fifty-seven million dollars. Yeah, fifty-seven million. Mm. And uh, so, I mean, you know, we we don't have <laughs> to we don't have that kind of concern. I, I do. I, I, I want us to. You know, I want us to play. I hope we can play in front of people. But if we play in front of people, we're going to have to have some standards down there. We'll have a plan, uh, and people will need to adhere to it because, again, the safety of of our student-athletes, our staff, and, of course, our students and, and all of our stakeholders is at hand here, and we want to make sure that we're upholding the guidelines that are set forth for
1: us. Just like any other situation involving since March, uh, as one question gets answered, it opens itself up to many others. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where – Uh, everybody's question can get answered and every every institution athletic department university school district whatever are all trying to figure out how to go how to how to manage this on the fly what Mm -hmm. would you say to the parents out there who have uh students students or student athletes um, that are you know some of them are going to be rightly uh concerned because there are so many unknowns it's not the fault of washita it's not the fault of any university they go to but what would you say to those uh those parents who have students uh, coming to washita
0: well i I would first and and utmost say that, you know, Washington is concerned about, about mm-hmm. the students, all students, student athletes, students, anybody. And, and, we're, we're, and we have been preparing since late April to make this as safe a place for, for their daughter or son when they come here. And that includes a plan for athletes and athletics and teams and competition. And so we're, we're gonna continue to follow the CDC guidelines, the Arkansas Department of Health guidelines, and, and then any recommendations and, and protocol that we receive from the NCAA. And, and so, you know, we're, we're going to take that into consideration. And, and I, I'll, I'll go ahead and give kudos here to Dr. Wesley Kluck because, you know, having Dr. Cluck on our campus, having him lead the HMAT, having him with his expertise, with his knowledge, with, with his experience to lead us and to direct us as we go through this plan, and we're following the John Hopkins plan, um, I just feel like we've put our best foot forward. And I think when our students get here, that we can honestly say that, listen, we've done everything we can, but we need you to take your part now. And we need students, uh, parents, anybody that's on campus, we need everybody to be leaders here. Wash your hands, wear your mask, socially distance, and, and let's get let's beat this thing.
1: If you are a family out there that has a student coming to Washita, you can find the university's plan at obu. slash covid 19 No dash, just covid nineteen, and uh, uh, the university has its plan there. Uh, coach, as we as we wrap up, uh, what does the what do the next few weeks look like for the athletic department and coaches? Obviously, this brings a new set of of, of plans. Uh, you know, I guess. Uh, people have asked what's the plan for x y and z well you can have a plan and then tomorrow it'll have to change but uh what what are the first steps for you as a department among your coaches especially i guess the fall coaches who are having to readjust their seasons
0: well i think that that, you know from a conference i mean from an institutional standpoint from our sports is now we've we've got to recalibrate our calendars Mm -hmm. and uh we've we've got to uh, sit down and make our meetings and get all of our students first of all physicals get all the ncaa paperwork done make sure that we cross all the t's and dot all of the i's that that are there uh, and then make sure we have all of the schedules on a calendar to where we know what we're doing and then we'll implement all of that and then of course you know we've got to inform everybody across campus of what we're doing and then of course conference wise the next three weeks are going to be a a lot of decisions made. What well, we've already talked about on you know the beginning of winter sport workouts, spring sport workouts, um, you know competition. You know a lot of times you have you have a, a few sports like tennis that compete in the fall, and the spring. Are we going to let we're we going to let them compete in September? Or are we going to wait till September 28th? There's a lot of questions we got to have there. And then of course, if we get a decision from the NCAA on uh, championships and when that's going to be that can throw a whole nother, you know, uh, corkscrew and things. Uh, and then as also aforementioned, we, we, we're going to talk about, you know, your fall schedules and when you're going to throw them back in the basket and draw out again, or we're going to try to stay with what we had and try to add to
1: that. All right, well, Coach Sharp, thanks for coming in today again. The GAC uh, releasing uh, this afternoon, actually today at noon on Friday, July 24th, the GAC plans to participate in fall 2020 athletics. The start date delayed to September 28th. Coach Sharp, thanks for coming back uh, and talking to us. You bet, Chris. Anytime. The Ouachita Sports Digital
0: Network is the student sports media production program of the Rogers Department of Communications at Washitaw Baptist University. For more information on OSDN, email us at osdn at obu.edu or visit our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.